0: Welcome to a talk with St. Xavier's Summer. We hope that it blesses you morning everybody. Well I was here a bit early this morning, so I got my paper out and I thought I'd have a look through and see what what the headlines were today. Um, exposed the secret files of shame. Cancer patients. Record weight. Bullying head out after months of teacher strikes. I'll have to read that one later. Um, Oh, this is a good one. Storms brewing for polling day. Two shots and another of Putin's problems vanishes. Um. It seems difficult times out there at the moment. Everything seems um, unstable, a bit wobbly out of control, I think. Nothing we say or do seems to make any difference our politicians maybe aren't quite as statesmanlike as we would like them to be. Um, Everything seems to be a bit shaky. And we're going to hear now some words from the prophet Isaiah. Now Isaiah lived over two and a half thousand years ago. Um, And he was living in a time of political and social turbulence as well. Um, So Colin's gonna come and read Isaiah's words to us.
1: So the readings from Isaiah chapter nine, and it's verses two to seven. The people walking in darkness the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
0: Thank you, Colin. So this morning we'll be looking at the last of those names that the prophet Isaiah gave to the child that he predicted would be born. Isaiah says the child will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So we're thinking this morning about Prince of Peace. We all want peace. We all pray for peace. But what do we mean when we say We want peace. A soldier sheltering in a muddy trench, under fire in the middle of a war, he prays for peace. But what he really means is he wants a ceasefire. A patient anxiously waiting for a diagnosis in hospital prays for peace. But what she really wants is good health. Someone here today is feeling guilty, feeling guilty about the past, and they desire peace. What they really want is forgiveness. And your neighbor's teenage son has just started learning the drums you pray for peace. What you mean is you want quiet. So peace means different things to different people. And the word that Isaiah used is that Jewish word, shalom. Now there are depths to that word, shalom. In the Old Testament, it's used hundreds of times, and the huge majority of times it's translated simply as peace. But it's also translated as other words, and I had a look to see what else it was translated as, and I just picked out a few of them. So when the word shalom appears in the Old Testament, it's usually translated as peace, but sometimes it is given as well-being healthy, prosperity, safety, trusted, favorable, and many others. So, peace, shalom, has got depths of meaning. And the Jews would describe the word shalom as including a sense of wholeness and completeness. Jewish people often use the word shalom to say hello, and goodbye. But it doesn't just mean have a nice day. For a Jew shalom means may all that you need for your well-being come to you this day. That's shalom. I want this peace. I don't want some kind of elusive fleeting hard-to-catch kind of peace. I don't want a warm, floaty, fuzzy kind of peace. I want shalom. Now, we all know, don't we, that peace is not found by trying harder, planning better, attempting to control situations or people. It's not found by worrying about the future, regretting the past, or fretting over discovering God's plan for your life. So if not there, then where? Well, Isaiah answers that question clearly and powerfully a few chapters further on. And he says, you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. In other words, peace is found by trusting in the one who knows everything, controls everything and has a perfect plan for us. John Ortberg is a Christian writer who's written a number of books and I'd just like to read you um, something that he said. He said, Jesus was napping in a boat when a storm came. And Jesus' friends, the disciples, woke him because they were terrified. Jesus looked out at the storm and said, Peace, be still. And it was. Jesus didn't say, If you follow me, you'll never have problems. Because even Jesus faced big problems. Jesus was always getting himself into trouble, and eventually he was killed. John Ortberg says peace doesn't come from finding a lake with no storms, it comes from having Jesus in the boat. So stop looking for that storm free lake because it doesn't exist. Jesus told us to expect storms. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. David says in the Psalms that the Lord blesses his people with peace. So wait a minute, if he blesses us with peace, I don't have to earn it? No, it's a gift, it's a blessing. We can't earn it because it's not for sale. God gives it to us freely. All we have to do is open our hands, open our hearts and say, yes, please. You know, we Christians have a habit of making the simplest things so complicated. May I encourage you to keep asking for peace and believe that you have received it. Don't wait for the fuzzy feeling. Because feelings are unreliable and changeable. Feelings change with the weather. Ask for it and believe you have received it. And you may need to ask over and over again. The Prince of Peace enables us to be at peace with ourselves. And one of my Christian heroes is Charles Spurgeon. He's a Victorian preacher, and I'm so going to give him a hug when I get to heaven. He said, I know perhaps as well as anyone what depression means and what it is to feel myself sinking lower and lower. Yet at the worst, when I reach the lowest depths, I have an inward peace which no pain or depression can in the least disturb. Trusting in Jesus Christ my Saviour, there is still a blessed quietness in the deep caverns of my soul." I do believe that there is a blessed quietness in the deepest caverns of my soul, but sometimes I can't reach them. I lose my way down to those caverns, and if I'm honest, sometimes I even completely forget they exist. And I remember a few years ago, um, I'd had an unhelpful diagnosis at hospital, and Sometimes that can shake your very existence, really. And it felt like being in that boat in a storm. You know, your horizon that you normally think of as being horizontal and stable suddenly wobbled all over the place. And I remember one morning, a few days afterwards, having a wobbly moment. I was in the house on my own. It was first thing in the morning. Colin had gone to work, and I thought, I need somebody. So I rang my friend, Maria who lives a few streets away, and I asked her to come, and she did. And I remember sitting, she sat next to me on the sofa, and she prayed with me. And I looked at her as she was praying, and the thing that struck me was that she had wet hair. And Maria had obviously just come straight out of the shower, straight round, and prayed with me. And she helped me find those deep caverns in my soul it's just restoring that balance and that is why each one of us this morning has already made a really good choice because you have decided to come to church this morning you are meeting with others who trust in God we've come here this morning to worship him and we can learn from one another along the way And if you need some help with something this morning, don't leave without getting someone to pray with you. Get someone to help you find those deep caverns in your soul. And if we're at peace with ourselves, then that helps us to be at peace with others. I'm going to ask you a question and I don't want you to answer it. But if you look around now at church, go on, just take a minute, have a quick look. Who's here? Have you spotted everyone? It's much easier if you're sitting at the back, because then you have a view of who's here. Is there anyone in this room, don't answer this again, (laughs) that you're perhaps just a little bit cross with? Is there anyone in this room that you're not speaking to? that you're storing up some bad feeling? Okay, another question, and this one you can answer. Are you perfect? <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> Did Jesus forgive you? Yes. So let the love and forgiveness that Jesus has shown you help us to see that Jesus loves each and every one of us here. We need to forgive each other freely. We need to keep short accounts with one another. So being at peace with ourselves helps us to be at peace with each other. And then, of course, most important of all is to be at peace with God. We need to have a relationship with God. And this is the key to everything only Jesus the prince of peace can reconcile us with God only he can pay the price for sin he gave his life to be our ransom if we accept Jesus' offer of reconciliation then Paul tells us that there is no condemnation That means no criticism, no damnation, no disapproval, because God accepts you as you are. He loves you with an overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. So peace is found by trusting in the one who knows everything, controls everything, and has a perfect plan for you. Peace has a name. Its name is Jesus. And that longing for peace that you experience in your heart is a longing for Jesus. Your longing for the one who said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. Finally, I would like to tell you about a letter that C.S. Lewis wrote a few months before he died. He's someone else I'm going to hug when I get to heaven. Um, He was replying to a letter that was sent to him by a woman who feared that her death was imminent. So she wrote to C.S. Lewis, and he replied. And he said this in the letter. There are better things ahead than ever we leave behind. Our Lord would say to you, peace, child, peace. Relax, let go. I will catch you. Do you trust me so little? So pray with me now. Bow your heads and please open your hands in front of you. Peace, child, peace. Relax. Let go. I will catch you. Thank you, Prince of Peace, that we are your children. Help us to let go and relax into your arms. Thank you, Prince of Peace, that you bless your people here. With peace. It is a gift. Can you feel it resting in the palm of your hands? We accept it. We say yes this morning to your blessing of peace. Help us to remember that peace is found by trusting in the one who knows everything, controls everything everything, and has a perfect plan for us. Amen. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsavioursonbury.org.uk.